welcome back to your brain uncovered today i'll be discussing the emotional life of our brain with you and i'd like to begin by asking a question why is it that some people are more vulnerable to life slings and arrows while others are more resilient now this question is going to be central to all our discussion today um let's start off with the notion that our brains are obviously changing wittingly or unwittingly most of the times it's unwittingly most of the time we're not aware and we also have little control over those forces and so what i'm sharing the invitation of why i'm sharing this with you today is that i would like us to take more responsibility and i'd like us to be able to shape and transform our brain knowing that we have control over our own minds there are three things we have control of in our lives and that's choice will and mind so first let me share with you some of the consequences of having our brains being shaped unwitting uh, unwittingly um i'd like to focus on four challenges that have been critical in our society today and these challenges are failures of well-being in very important ways um I always have dogs barking in the background. I'm sorry about that. The first is distractibility. Research indicates that if we take people out and about in the world and we text them, and this has been done, by the way, in a study that was published um, numerous years ago. Um, it's a very influential study, by the way, with several thousand people. And what they did was they texted them, asking them three questions. The first question was, what are you doing right now? The second question is, where is your mind right now? Is it focused on what you're doing or is it focused elsewhere? And the third question is, at this very moment, how happy or unhappy are you? And here's what, well, they found. Um, the average adult smell, spends 47 of his or her waking life not paying attention to what they're doing. I mean, we can be doing better, huh? And when they're paying attention to what they're doing, they were they were significantly more happy. I mean, there's a huge increase in incidences, by the way, of attention deficit disorders, especially in children in America. And there's this graph showing a trend over the last decade that there are many reasons for this increase, but some of them have to do with a genuine increase in distractibility. If we're all honest with ourselves, we're suffering from simply not a like a facial deficit is just a form of attention deficit we're also suffering from loneliness despite the fact that we're you know also much more interconnected 76 percent of middle-aged adults um i mean subjective state have moderate high level loneliness and this loneliness is um impacts our body our physical health and research has shown that loneliness is actually a more significant predictor by more than a twofold magnitude of early mortality in compared to obesity so this exact real this exact real tolls on our brains and our bodies um have been investigated numerous times yet no one has seemed to shed light on them negative self-talk and depression i mean we all have a narrative in our mind they, that we carry around about who we are and sometimes those are negative beliefs about ourselves which can you know accumulate and this turns out to be a very serious problem at the end um i mean let's i mean over the last three years alone there has been a 33 percent increase in diagnosis of major depression in women and this trend is occurring in teens as well. These are disturbing trends and with gender differences, of course, playing a robust role. Um, 
And again, the evidence suggests that we can actually train our mind and harness the power of neuroplasticity to change these qualities in our mind. I mean, suicide rates are very disturbing. During the Great Depression, there was a huge elevation and those rates have come back down. And then since the year 2000, there has been unfortunately a steep rise in suicide rates. And again, this is not something restricted to adults. Our teens are showing more than doubling over the last 10 years in suicide. So that today, unfortunately, in the UK, there are, there's more than one teenager every single day taking his or her own, her, or her own life. There also is a persuasive loss of meaning and purpose that people are reporting. And this loss is not simply, again, a subjective quality, but also exact toll on our health and other aspects of our well-being. Research has shown that a lack of purpose predicts an early life. And in a recent study, people who are in their 60s with a low sense of purpose had more than twice the likelihood of dying within five years compared to people who reported a higher sense of purpose. So again, there are intimate connections between our psychological well-being and our systematic health. Each of these challenges affects the mind and the brain. And we're not, we're not thriving, but the invitation is that we really could be. So yeah, Richard J. Davidson is a remarkable neuroscientist who developed a framework for understanding the healthy mind. And this framework includes four pillars. The first pillar is awareness. And awareness includes the capacity to focus our attention and to resist distraction. It also includes that what psychologists and neuroscientists call meta-awareness. Meta-awareness is knowing what our minds are doing. How many of you have ever experienced, for instance, reading a book when you're reading each word on each page and then a second later you've obviously lost track. This is an example of a lapsed meta-awareness in meta-awareness but the moment we recognize that we've been lost and come back that is the moment of awareness i've been saying awareness way too long <laughs> we have a reason to believe that meta-awareness is crucial actually it's necessary we believe for real transformation to occur we need it um the second pillar of a healthy mind is connection connection refers to the qualities which nurture harmonious interpersonal relationships qualities like appreciation like kindness like compassion having a positive outlook and again um the research shows that it doesn't take much to start activating these latent qualities which can flourish and become stronger so take a shot at it the third pillar of a healthy mind is insight and insight is a continuum. There are people who have a very negative narrative about themselves and there are people who have a very positive narrative about themselves. As long as you have insight to which side you're on, I think that's where real change starts. Um, I mean, okay, what is, it, what is this narrative exactly? I mean, it's a constellation of thoughts, right? And when we can see it as that, we can foster more room, like a breathing room, uh, leading to increased well-being finally the last pillar of a healthy mind is purpose and importantly it is about taking more and more of the activities in our life as belonging to the sense of purpose so can you envision living your life so that taking out garbage or doing laundry is still related to your sense of purpose I mean, being able to broaden it in this way is a very crucial ingredient of a healthy mind. And ask yourself, have you ever trained your mind? Research from neuroscience leads to understand that there are two fundamentally different kinds of learning. One form of learning we call declarative learning, which is learning about things. 
I can learn、um, the value of kindness by sitting down and studying texts about kindness. But this won't necessarily lead to us becoming any kinder.、Uh, we can teach people the value of honesty, but this will not necessarily make them an honest person. In order to cultivate these qualities, we need a second form of learning, and this is called procedural learning. Neuroscience teaches us that these kinds of learning operate through totally different brain circuits. I mean, we need both to produce real transformation, and the wiring in our brains is not fixed. It, it is adaptable, and we can harness the power of neuroplasticity to change our brain. Now, let me give you an example.、Um, so we can we can do this, right? We can we can we can meditate while commuting. We can do it while brushing our teeth. We can do this while having a first cup of coffee. How so? By just bringing awareness to the very special moment, and this can be incorporated in routines of our daily life, so we can nourish our mind, and through it we can change the world. We can reduce implicit bias, bias that goes deeply under our skin, and this is something that we've shown can occur with strengthening connections. Right? We can increase.、Um, I mean, from experience, you can increase school achievement, and we and other have shown that well by training awareness, you can do so. And you can reduce healthcare costs potentially by cultivating well-being, as the the connections illustrated. And you can cultivate a strong sense of purpose by reducing distractions and by increasing productivity and focus. So yeah, I mean, I'd like to end this with just one minute, a short period of practice to give you、um, an experiential taste of this. Okay, so if you all, whoever is listening, just sit down for a moment, put down your. Anything in your hand, your pens or whatever devices devices you're holding, and I invite you to bring a loved one into your mind or your heart, and you can leave your eyes open or closed.、Um, and yeah, just bring this loved one into your, I mean, into your awareness, and then try to cultivate a strong aspiration that they be happy and be free of suffering, and they share the same wish for happiness and the same wish to be free of suffering as all human beings. Now you can envision time in their life when they may have been、uh, going through some difficulty, and you can say a simple phrase in your mind.、Um, this is—I feel like this turned into headspace, but yeah, you can just say, "May you be happy. May you be free of suffering," and simply notice whatever may come up for you. And I mean, we can do this for many categories of people, including a difficult, difficult person. So I invite you to join me on this journey and. Um, hopefully, we can change the very future of huma- humanity and the way we think, depending on it.、Um, I hope this has been of good use to you. Thank you so much for listening.